tonight. Oh, see, this is the way that Jerry starts out the event season. <laughs> corruption, baby. It's all about corruption, poverty, I guess, referees doing everything for you, and Agnelli stealing games. And tonight is Juventus. Wow, this is going to be a really short show if, uh, if you keep talking like that. <laughs> welcome, yeah, welcome, into a, welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. We are going to be previewing the 2021-2022 Serie A campaign for Juventus. Uh, before we introduce our amazing panel of Juventini to really give us the lowdown on uh, on what we can expect from the Bianconeri this season, uh, of course, I am an Interista, so I'm actually glad that we can focus on a different club. Jerry and I did do an episode today, a live episode, an emergency episode, all about this Lukaku fiasco and tuning, and I just want to turn the page on that and focus on something different. I do want to introduce Jerry, who, for reasons that none of us can explain, uh, you can't see it now because he's leaning way forward, but for some reason, Jerry is wearing a Barcelona t-shirt on you know, a Serie A-related podcast. So I don't know if he's making some statement about like neutrality because he doesn't want to rep Lazio on a podcast where we talk about Juve. So I don't know what Jerry's motives are, but Jerry, good evening to you, sir. How are you? It's because two years ago, man, I got back into football and I went nuts. I like bought 20 jerseys. I got like three PSG jerseys. I got like three Barcelona jerseys. I got at least 20 Lazio jerseys. And I got maybe one or two Chelsea jerseys, or, or maybe five. But like, burn those Chelsea jerseys, Jerry! How uh, dare you? I still got a Mason. I still have a Mason Mount jersey with a tag on, which I don't even want to wear anymore. But like, wow! I don't know. I, I, when I got back into it, I just wanted to cheer for a team in every league, and what a mistake that was because it didn't work out. <laughs> and eventually, I just ended up just watching Lazio, and that's it. Like, even Chelsea now, like. Chelsea is my second team because I always say because my wife and I went to watch a game or honeymoon, but like I hate the EPL. I think it's so overrated personally. Um, but yeah, I, that's why I, I wear this shirt and I have so much garbage in this house. I probably could have bought a, something more important. <laughs> we'll just say because jerseys are not cheap, man. Yeah, you know, I've I've, I've come to uh, the the older I get, and the you know the more money that I have to spend uh, supporting my dumb kid, I, I come to make more more of these financial decisions. That maybe I don't buy every jersey this year. Maybe I buy like one authentic and one Chinese knockoff, and I only Kent. buy like two out of the three. I won't start- buy a knockoff. No fuck away, man. I won't buy those cheap. I bought a couple knockoffs knockoff. last no. year. They just, they don't fit right. It's like yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, I, I never it's like again. Putting it. plastic on. Imagine putting a freaking condom on yourself. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Dude, so, some of the knockoffs look surprisingly good. They just they're they they never fit right. And yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want to wear a condom over uh, over my torso. It's not the way to go. <laughs> I'm but just let, me saying, introduce, like- let, let me introduce our panel. <laughs> Uh, I'll go in order of what you see on our screen. And I feel kind of left out that uh, I, I don't have any currently any red wine in my house because I go through it like an alcoholic. So I, I, I need to restock. It seems like everybody's drinking red wine uh, except for me. Uh, Dom DeFazio is back with us. He's uh, he's north of the border up in Montreal. Dom, welcome back, sir. How are you? Thank you. I'm pretty good. I actually just got back from Niagara-on-the-Lake. Uh, in Ont- I'm in Quebec. We went to Ontario near near. Jerry about uh, and uh, Lucci went to Niagara on the Lake, so we stopped at a couple of vineyards. So I got plenty of wine. So uh, we'll see how long it lasts me. 
it's a beautiful town. Anyways, thank you guys for having me. Uh, and uh, Alex, we're not going to talk about it, but my condolences. You know, you're a good guy. Thank and you. I know you're going through what? some hard times. So, you know, just Which, keep on trucking, but it gets better, you know, or it might not. Hey, but uh, hey, that's fucking life. Did you go to? <laughs> uh, Which I went to Vineland. I went okay. to Vineland and then I went to Pearl Morissette, which is like a smaller and bougier one. But uh, Vineland okay. where I did the big tour. Yeah, really good. Okay, it's technically right. not Niagara Lake. It's in Jordan Station. But uh, okay. it was really nice. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's, honestly, it's stunning. The fucking houses there are amazing. It's okay, a beautiful, yeah, beautiful house, place. The, the houses are nice down there. Consulman I went to. It's so fucking good. crazy. Always yeah, yeah, Canadian yeah, geography. It. It's like I, I learned I yeah. something every show. <laughs> every show I learned yeah. something. Well, let's yeah. welcome back. Joining us for the second time. You know, we promised when we had him on the first time, we wouldn't scare him away. He's back, so I'll take that as a good sign. Cliff Esmiel is with us. Cliff, how are you, sir? And he's up in Connecticut, so uh, we, we have uh, we have uh, America and Canada well represented on this episode. Cliff, how are you, sir? America. I'm doing good, boys. I got my red wine ready ready for today, um, and I just came back from a soccer session. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to uh, go at Jerry today and uh, have some good banter in this show. Brooklyn Rob, that's oh, <laughs> my guy. Oh, I still, I still have to, and I know he's good for it. I'm actually the one who's Where's been. Where's his like, fucking steak, man? Where's his yeah, steak? Yeah, I know, and, and it's so he's. I know he's good for it. I've actually been the one who's like been unintentionally ducking him because Brooklyn Rob, uh, he did promise he's gonna buy me a steak dinner. He lives down here in my area, and he placed a big pre-Euro bet on the Azzurri to win the tournament, and they did win. So Brooklyn Rob is now rich. And he promised me uh, a steak dinner, so we, we got to make that happen. We got to organize that date. Uh, a first timer, we welcome in this man, Alberto from All Juve Cast is with us. Alberto, it's so nice to meet you, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Doing great uh, up here in the west coast of Canada. I'm rocking the uh, the beer today from uh, a local brewery, Parallel Forty Nine. And yes, I'm looking for a sponsorship. I love my beer. So Parallel 49, hook a brother up. But uh, yeah, no, I'm pumped to be here, guys. I was pumped when uh, Jerry reached out, and I was like all over it. But then I asked him what we had to talk about, and he said Juve, and I was like, oh, shit. Right now, I'm a little frustrated with uh, my club. And uh, But yeah, we'll uh, we'll go through that, I'm sure. And uh, things could be worse, Alex and uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Exactly. Yeah, Lazio. I don't even really know where to start there, but that's okay. It, it's always worse at Lazio. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm looking forward to it, and uh, thanks again for reaching out. Uh, I'm pumped, guys. It's our pleasure, and and we want to welcome in a guy who used to join us all the time. I don't know if Jerry put him on the shit list or if he was <laughs> banned or shadow banned or what, so we're happy to have Daniel Lucci back. Lucci, how you doing, sir? Good, gentlemen. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, it was good seeing Jerry face to face last week, so I can give him some real shit talking face to face. That was was a lot better than over uh, over uh, live stream. But uh, I'm sure he'll get some more tonight. Let's uh, we'll save it for later. By the way, I love the uh, the shout out there for Alberto and all Juve cast. So he's got he's got some fans watching, and I want to welcome back for uh, at least the second time. In fact, I think the first time we had this man on, it was it was fun. But it was different because we were doing a live watch of that, you know, bizarre, the second encounter late in the season between Inter and Juve with, you know, the, 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 all the penalty kicks and, and the controversial refereeing decisions. So that, that was one of the stranger episodes we've done. Because I think, Jerry, that was the only time we've ever done like a live watch along episode. Uh, I know Jerry hates doing those, and uh, so it, man, terrible. <laughs> he hated it because I was on. <laughs> it was terrible because it was just us talking, and we didn't have enough people. And Alex, I don't know. Alex, oh, all right, Jerry, fine, whatever. 
Well, no, Mula, I remember that one because I had, I had a, yeah, no, I had a guy who had to come in. To oh, like, Johnny. We had Johnny yeah. on. And then some, yeah. for, for some reason, he cut me off. We don't, I don't know what I ever did to that guy. But yeah, and I'm calling you right on the pod. I don't give a shit, man. I did nothing wrong to anybody. Like, I, I'd rather just have people just call me out and just tell me to my face or at least have the acknowledgement if I'm apologizing to just respond. Don't just be a Twitter fucking banter hero where you think you're so brave and you say you're a Juventus fan. Meanwhile, 90% of the time you're you're praising Inter how good they are and, and they have my the best team. Juventus fan like like you him. fraud of a fucking Juventus fan. Smash. My guy. I, I, I was upset he didn't get the invite for tonight. <laughs> but, but, but Joe oh is God. unemployed. He's no longer unemployed. He is employed tonight. I'm he fully employed. Fully employed. Why okay. Calling out his employment status. Like. <laughs> fully employed, and uh, he is making a pineapple pizza tonight for everyone. We, oh, Joey pineapples. We have the gainfully employed Joe Cappuccino with us. Joe, how you been, sir? I've been good, Alex. It's good to see you, Jerry. Not so much. So yeah. <laughs> Glad to, glad to be another North America, like uh, another American Juventino here, though. Yeah. <laughs> Too many, so many Canadians. There needs to be balance here. <laughs> well, and, and I want to start. And Joe, I'll start with you and, and go in reverse order, starting the uh, the roundtable here, because I, I know, like Alberto mentioned, there are some frustrations, you know, with uh, with stalling transfers and all that. But I, I want to start with something that you guys would probably unanimously agree upon as a really good thing, and that is the managerial upgrade that you made this offseason, bringing Max Allegri back. You know, he had been in the cooler for the last couple of years, linked to so many different jobs in England. He had been linked to to Inter a couple of years ago. He winds up back at Juventus. And um, even before all of this Lukaku madness started, you know, when Jerry and I did a recent episode where we were, and obviously these are fluid, these will change, you know, once the season starts throughout the transfer window. We did like our predictions on top four, and I did – uh, predict uh, predict Juve to win a Scudetto, and my primary basis for that was on Allegri and how much farther he can take a similar roster to how far Pirlo could take that roster. And so, yeah, um, well, let me start with you, Joe. I mean, how, how surprised were you when things started to come back to bring Allegri? Did you have any doubts that it would get consummated, and how do you feel about him returning? I, I honestly, I had zero doubts as soon as that rumor kind of broke. Um, I knew that they that they just didn't want another season of Pirlo. He he was just seemed like a, a caretaker manager that had, you know, just a whole season. Uh, so I knew that they weren't, despite all the trophies that he won, that he wasn't going to be made permanent. Um, just too much unknown there. And uh, what was the second question, Alex? Um, do I what was it? Um, I, I don't even remember Jesus, but, uh, you know, how, how much, uh, how much, how much farther do you think he can take the club this year? And, and are you, are you kind of expecting, especially amidst all, you know, the chaos around certain other clubs, uh, you know, how, how far he can take Juve this year? I think he can take them all. I think he can take them to the top. I think I agree with your original assessment that he can certainly win a Scudetto with this team. Um, I don't know stylistically what else is going to be different, though. That's that's the only other thing. Uh, I, I guess we'll see. I don't know how much he's – what's the word I'm looking for? Evolved during his downtime if he had some time to think and maybe change something in his in his mind and, you know, approach the game a little bit differently. Who knows? Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I think that um, 
like you like you said, I think that he can take this squad, which is similar to the one that he kind of left with um, just as far. So we'll, I'm looking forward to that. Luch, what about you? What do you think about Allegri returning? Yeah, I think uh, Joe's pretty spot on. And like he said, you know, once the rumors started circulating, it was it seemed like an only a matter of time. Um, you know, no disrespect to Pirlo, but he had just as much as experience as, as I do as a coach. So he wasn't going to last too long, uh, especially with the high expectations, like, you know, all Juventini expect. Um, Allegri, like Joe said, uh, I can see him bringing them back to the top in Syria. That would be great. Um, outside and, and, you know, going into Champions League and things like that, I'm a little less optimistic. Uh, you know, like we said, the squad's very similar to what it was last year. It has its limitations. There's no doubt about that. Um, even if we do bring in one or two players, you know, it's still going to be tough competing, especially with all the money, you know, some of these DPL teams are, are spending. What about you, Alberto? Your, your thoughts on Allegri returning and how far you can take this club? Yeah, I, I, I'm on the fence with it because, like, it, experience-wise, obviously, massive, massive gap between him and Pirlo. Like, I don't think last year was a failure in Pirlo's in his coaching debut. I think he did quite well. Honestly, but it was a failure in Juve's sense because he should have never been hired in the first place. Like Juve's not where you go to earn your stripes, right? He should, it's but he did well. I gotta say, like for a first-time coach, he did well. Allegri, I think he's gonna find himself with some roster issues, the same ones Pirlo kind of did. Um, left back is like just a glaring weakness for Juve, um, and it has been. Um, Danilo, we still don't know how Quadrado is going to be used. They were talking about him sliding forward. The midfield, like, we're still waiting for this signing. I don't know, even know if we have enough money to get a case of Nutella. I don't know what the hell's going on. We need to, he needs some help, but the experience will be huge. He will earn those points that Pirlo couldn't based on adjustments. But how much bigger of a gap that is, I still see some holes in the roster, but we also didn't have Dybala for a big chunk of the season, which I actually think hurt because he makes up for that lack of creation in the middle of the park. It could go either way, uh, but I, I have more faith in him. And I think ultimately, even though I said, I believed it was the right time to part ways originally with Allegri, how they went about it and the moves they made afterwards were completely wrong. So now out of the options we had, it was what either him or Zidane was being linked around. I don't know if I'd put Zidane in a build a team mode. So I think Allegri was best option out there for us. But my fear is going back to too much familiarity. And then we get rumors of Mirlan Pjanic and I'm going to stop now before I completely lose my shit <laughs> at uh, bringing back uh, Mirlan. But that's my fear is has Allegri, how much has he changed? in his time away from football watching it. Is it enough? What are we going to see? There's still a lot of question marks, even though he's an experienced uh, and decorated coach. There's still a lot of question marks around this team. And, and you, you actually you touched on something that I'm big on, and I said the same thing in our Napoli episode recently about Spalletti, who's been off for the past two years. And I, I think that's really important. Um, and I, I rate Allegri higher than I, I rate Spalletti, but I think the point applies to both that – having that hiatus and getting a chance to recharge the batteries and also to really study football in a way that you can't when you're involved in the day-to-day -day operations managing a club. All of your focus is on that. You're in a bubble. You're watching your own personnel. 
Whereas you get to step away for a year or two and you get to watch, you know, all the, the biggest and best clubs in the world and you might evolve your own footballing philosophies a little bit. So I, I think that could be really critical for him. And obviously Allegri is a, is a tactical genius as it is. And if he can put more ideas in that think tank, then that's going to be very interesting. Uh, Cliff, I'll, I'll go to you next on Allegri's return. So in terms of Allegri's return, I think it's obviously an upgrade over Pirlo. And I don't want to bash Pirlo because I think considering that he was put in that position when Juve comes calling, you don't say no, even though they should have never put him in that position. Um, that won't harp too much on that. Um, I think Allegri is an upgrade. I think he takes them to the Scudetto, um, to win Scudetto. And I think the quarterfinals UCL, that would be a semblance of a successful, I mean, winning Scudetto is a successful season getting back to that. Um, but I think you still have to watch for Napoli. Um, Inter, if they get a, a quality enough striker, like I think a Moise Keen or Vlaovic, which I don't think Vlaovic is very likely, but if they get a Keen, still watch for Inter. And then Atalanta. So I think Juve still, they still have to be very careful. They can't just be like, okay, we're going to get Locatelli, we're good. There's still a few, few more spots we need to improve upon. I do think they have the youth players in Luca Pellegrini, Pazzoli, and Rovella. So I think they have a lot to look forward to in terms of young talent. Well said, man. I'll give uh, Dom the last word to you, sir, on the return of. Massimo Allegri, Massimiliano Allegri, and the impact that yeah. could have. It's a fantastic rap song. I fucking love that song. Uh, so when Allegri first got fired, um, I was one of those guys where I wanted to see him go, not because um, I didn't like him or I thought he was a shitty you know, manager. I thought it was just like there's like a certain period where coaches like eventually their tactics become stale and the team needs a shakeup. I saw that the team was moving to an offensive, like the, the team, the the team were buying heavily in offensive uh, players, and you know the modern football is becoming a lot more offensive, and he's more of a conservative coach. Um, we bring in Sari, who's exactly someone who is offensive, and I think Sari did a lot better than a lot of people give him credit to. That team is terrible. Like the team we have now and the team we had last year was a lot better than the team Sari had, and I'll argue that any day. Um, Still, it didn't work out, and, and and same for Pirlo, it didn't work out. And one of the biggest problems was, if you look at like the last like 10 years, um, we were sound. We were solid defensively. We would average like 0.7 or 0.5 or 0.6 uh, goals per game. With Sarri and Pirlo, we were bouncing at like 1.15 or 1.2, and then Pirlo last year was one. Like We were getting scored on every game, which is a big, big problem. Uh, so I think that Allegri is going to come in and he's going to bring a lot of stability uh, with the system and the style. I think that another important factor is that almost every single team has a new coach this year. Um, so yes, Inzaghi's going to enter and it's the same system, but it's a new coach. So it's different fundamentals, how he talks, how he teaches them. Um, same for Spalletti. He's been out of the game for a long time. It's a completely new uh, coach on the team. You know, uh, you have Mourinho, you have, you have so many teams. The only teams that really kept their managers are Atalanta and Milan. And I think that a, a, a big aspect that we're not paying attention to is that Allegri is coming back to a team. And a lot of the staff and a lot of the roster players are already used to Allegri. Uh, so I don't think it's – I think the transition of Allegri back is not going to be the end of the world. Um, and I also think that he's going he's gonna to solidify our defense. So, like, we look at Bonucci and Chiellini last year, and every Juventino throughout the whole year was shitting. Not so much Chiellini because we were biased because he wasn't fantastic. He wasn't how we – he. He, we thought he could be, 
Uh, we just blamed that on his age, you know, and he's been getting injured a lot. But Leo Bonucci, we destroyed, right? We were constantly upset with him. We we're saying it couldn't defend. The only one who got a clean slate was the lit because he was amazing. And then you look at Euros and Chiellini and Bonucci are playing like monsters. Like if we rolled back 10 years and we're like, why, why is this? Yes, it's a short tournament, but they're still playing phenomenal on any given Sunday. And arrested Chiellini and arrested Bonucci weren't playing like that last year. There, there were so many mistakes and they're frantic. Chiellini had a couple of great games. But uh, I think that Allegri is going to drastically fix the leaky line. And and guys like even Sandro and guys like Bernadeschi, for instance, like they, they always were solid under Allegri. And Sandro might have regressed heavily um, offensively, but I think he's going to be fine defensively with Allegri. And I think that's going to be the biggest problem. W what I want to see with Allegri is how is how are how is Ronaldo and how is Dybala gonna handle them? Because like Ronaldo's first year, um, you know, he did well, and you could argue it was his first year, but he didn't he wasn't as um he wasn't as uh as he, he didn't score as many goals as he was in the years following. Uh, I think that's also because we were not gonna probably throw everything through him. Um, and Dybala, obviously, we know, struggle a lot uh, with uh, with Allegri. He says he wants to keep him. So, again, we're going to have to see. But uh, I think the big I, – I, I'm pessimistic. Uh, and it's like four years in a row I pick Inter to win the Scudetto. Uh, I think it's more of like a – I think it's more uh, just uh, – I don't want to, like, give him the gyps. I don't want to mush him. Uh, I also think that at the, sorry that I'm rambling, but I also think that at the end of the day, it's the roster that matters. And even though Inter are losing Lukaku, maybe, and they're going to lose Hakimi, they still have arguably the best back line, and they still have the best midfield. I don't care what fucking Jerry says. They have a fucking the best midfield <laughs> in Serie A. So no way, man. if you take – you get rid of Lukaku. You get rid of Lukaku, and you take away 25 goals, and you bring in someone like Zapata. Zapata can get 20 goals on Inter. So – are, are they going to regress to the point where they're going to drop out of CL? No. I still think Inter are going to compete. You know what I mean? I think Hakimi is the biggest loss. And again, we don't really know who they're going to bring in, you know? But like teams like Atalanta are still going to be rolling. Teams like Napoli are still going to be rolling. And I look at the Juve right now and I see their midfield. And unless Allegri can pull miracles, which I think he could, I don't think they're the shoe in. I don't think they should be the favorites. I think Inter still, should still be the favorites. But like I said, I'm pessimistic, and uh, I think it's just like a superstition now. I never pick Juve to win, and and I'm not gonna this time. So, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I I thought Alberto proved a lot of good points about um, Allegri, and he finally I, I heard someone who isn't biased about having him back and and, and being true that. There's so many question marks left. You, you don't know what you're going to get back. He's off for a year. Does he change? And I think the biggest question mark is not the midfield. And what, you know what you're going to get with the midfield. You know what you're going to get with the back end. You know what you're going to get with everything. You don't know what you're going to get with Ronaldo now. And and I'm curious to see if Ronaldo like fights back against Allegri. This is really concerning because he's already said that he has to expect that he has to be rotated. He has to expect that he's going to be sitting out games because he's no longer 30 years old. Like, for me, that's the biggest question mark of this team is Ronaldo. Because as much as everybody hates him, and I and I agree with that comment that he sucks at defense, you don't think Allegri is going to ask him or tell him, not ask him, that he has to play defense. He has to track back to help his team because that's just the way Allegri plays. He plays with 11 men. 
and have to play conservative, like you guys were saying. Um, and we know how Ronaldo was with Sari. Sari was good with La- with Juventus. I don't think he was all that bad. Um, yeah, he doesn't have the people skills. I agree with that. But who who has the people skills to manage Ronaldo when he ran when he every team he's been on he manages it himself, like he he has his manager to ask him if it's okay to come off. And I'm gonna start with Alberto first because I like to hear what he thinks about this whole Ronaldo Ronaldo saga because he. There's two sides, I think. Yeah, he's your best player, but he can also be your worst player in, in a certain way too, right? So, Yeah, there's there's give and take with the Ronaldo thing for sure. I mean, at the start, the hype just overpowered Juventini. Like it just – and naturally it would. And what ended up happening is you, you totally felt – and I got sucked in too, and I'm thinking, shit – we're making it this far in Champions League. You know, now we add Ronaldo. That should be the missing piece. But then you find out that your team's not this far away. They're actually like this far away from adding them because of all the compensation you have to do. And it, Allegri did fantastic. When you look at the season's following, he actually had it set up. And the whole time, even though fans were shitting on them and stuff, he actually used what he had quite well to make up for it because, yeah, there's this shift, and I'm thinking about it too looking at this season. There's rumors of it being a 4-2-3-1 setup. There is no way in my mind I play Ronaldo on the left side of that setup because you already know how much work that player is going to have to do. The last time we were 4-2-3-1, you had Mario Mandzukic that Allegri put out there. And that guy was defending on our fucking goal line, for Christ's sake. Uh, The work he put in was incredible. You're not going to get that. So the thing is, if he doesn't want to naturally slide up to the top of a 4-2-3-1, man, that's going to make such an awkward shift. And it was an awkward shift all last year that Pirlo tried to make work, even in his system of trying to like make it work around where we still get this offensive phase. We're sliding in a midfielder to go centrally. It was a mess. Cristiano Ronaldo is a luxury player at this time, and Juve's not equipped for it, in my personal opinion, because the other pieces haven't been put into place. We, it's not for Ronaldo, because he did his job. He scored the goals that we needed. He, for, he fulfilled his end of the bargain, Juve's management didn't because the rest of the pieces were not there. They're not there. And now, honestly, like going into this season, that's one of the big question marks that goes with Allegri. How's he going to manage this? And, yeah, like, I mean, last year we saw a couple matches. Um, and, fuck, we're, we just look – you look different when you play as a unit. And Allegri – needs like his his whole period at Juventus was defined by every man fulfilling his role and doing his job and the defensive work too man if you look back to those Allegri years it is a wall at the back and then they it's build up and so like it's not this counter-attacking crazy counter-attack machine it was when they were in 4-2-3-1 but they had the weapons how do you involve too many ball carriers? Like I say this about our team all the time. Too many ball carriers. Even Ronaldo, when he drifts out, 
he gets himself into positions I don't want to see him in. I don't want to see him down in the middle of the park, out on the byline. I want to see him in front of the area and get into scoring range where you can take a touch, make a move, take a shot. But I know with that comes a lot of knocks. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be hard for – I think if anybody's best to do it, it's probably Allegri. But I think there's a challenge there with Ronaldo for sure. For sure. What about you, Pineapple, P, uh, Pineapple Joe? I mean, I've been, I, I feel like I've been asked that, that question too. Um, but I think Alberto hit it right on the head. Ronaldo has honestly done his job his entire stay at Juve so far. Um, this, but I've never felt more unsure about him going into this season. I'm not, he's getting old, man. What is he going to be? He's going to be what, 37 going into this year? Um, I mean, Alberto said he's a luxury. He's a luxury player for anyone to have. He scores goals, and I still think he has goals in him. But I don't know if he has exactly the tools <laughs> to be able to to you know fully do that again. You know, um, it's just gonna it's gonna be a roller coaster. I feel like, especially in the beginning, I think it, there's gonna be a lot of. A lot of changes, obviously, going from Pilo back to Allegri again. Um, and like everybody said, still question marks. Don't know where his head's at, what he wants to do, what he wants to see from his team. I think that we can all pretty much agree on that. He wants everyone to do their job, like Alberto again said. Um, man, I, I don't know. It's just I like Ronaldo again. Like Alberto said, if we play with him in that central spot, mm, just another, mm, just another big question mark. I don't know. He's going to get fouled a lot. Um, I just don't know if he has the, uh, you know, the drive to do it again. You know, I think he's reaching that point in his career. Mm. How about you, Half Chin Lucci? That's a new one. All right. Um, yeah, I, th I think Joe and, and Alberto hit it right on the head. I just my so my theory is that if he had a reasonable offer from PSG or to go back to Madrid, he would have been gone already. He's staying because he didn't get a, a you know an offer that was suitable for him. You know that paid him similar, and he's going to ride out the last year of his contract. How it's going to go is going to be a completely different story. Um, I don't want to see him playing that left wing side or whatever position Allegri wants to call it, as Alberto mentioned, he, it's going to be too much defensive work for him. You know, you need someone like Chiesa or Kulovzeski who's willing to track back and cover their man and do the dirty work. You need them in those types of positions. Um, if Ronaldo wants to play, I, as much as he might get tackled, he might get himself into some tough positions. It, right now, at his stage in his career, he might be best off playing playing the number nine. Like, he doesn't have the pace that he used to to play to play on the wing to cut in to make those moves to do whatever, and and now his like one of his main assets is his aerial ability. At least if he's playing the number nine position, he can somewhat hold on to the ball, win some headers. He's in the box. He's central. It'll be easier for him to get some balls, you know, uh, some headers on goal, things like that. But I, I think Allegri's gonna he's gonna you know hold him accountable. He's gonna make him you know. If this is a team, this is what I want for my team. This is what I need you to do. You know, if you know, do it, or else you're gonna have to take a seat like everyone else. It's 
it's it it is what it is. You know, he he as as much as he is a great player and he's been a great player for us in Madrid and Menu and everything. He's um he's not as influential as he once was. You know, in his prime and 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 it's obvious he can't do some of the things he used to. So he's got to you know kind of look at himself and, and say, all right, what am I going to do to do I want to help the team? What am I going to do to help them? And you know, you still have the likes of Kiesa and Marata and Dybala and everyone else who can, you know, they can all complement each other if they play as a team, as a unit. Well, we all know that Ronaldo doesn't play like a team, but that that's a whole different topic. But um, Dom, mon ami, what do you think? Um, look, I don't know, right? Because we're not, I'm not an armchair manager. I think uh, I'd like to see McKinney on the left. Uh, I think he could do that press, that soft press that he likes. And I think he'd be able to track back. And I think he'd be able to help out the mid. You know, I like, I've said this before, but I think McKinney's going to be able to excel, like much like a Matuidi was, uh, was able to. They have that similar, like, motor. Um, they both can play defensively. And I think McKinney's just a little bit better offensively. But then again, we've only seen him play one season. Um, I don't know. Maybe because we've seen Allegri do things like this before. Maybe. Maybe you have McKinney playing as the attacking mid, and then in the defensive phase, he could move left and Ronaldo comes back in the center. But, you know, like, again, like, we're just – we're talking shit because I don't know, right? You could have maybe Bernadeschi. You know, he's not crazy about, you know, the left side, but maybe you could have Bernadeschi there too. You don't know, right? I Look, at the end of the day, uh, Ronaldo's not going anywhere, clearly, and I think he's a competitor regardless, so the guy's going to try to score and he's going to try to win. Um and a lot like Alberto said, if anyone could figure out, it's Allegri, more so than Pirlo or Sarri. Um, but I honestly don't know. I, again, we'll, we'll see. Well, I, think that, I think that one of the biggest reasons why uh, we struggled last year, too, was because of the COVID, because the schedule was so crazy, because players weren't rested. Guys like Chiellini and guys like Ronaldo, you know, we look at Ronaldo and just like Joe said, he's 37. And the guy is an immaculate athlete. He's clean, ripped, shredded, but he's still 37 years old. And when you're playing like a year practically straight or a year and a half straight, and you're playing two, three games a fucking week, that's crazy. And that is hard for anybody. And he still managed to score lots of goals, you know? So we'll see. I don't I don't think it's the end of the world there. You know, I think that um, in the two in the two man, uh, the, the two pillars, I think that if you have someone like Rabiot, I think Rabiot is physical enough to like, maybe make up for some of that work. But if your biggest problem is having like a 30 goal scorer, then it's not the worst problem. You know what I mean? It, it Our problem isn't that Ronaldo is in the lineup. The problem is that because Ronaldo's in the lineup, we can't fucking buy anyone to support him. That's the problem. You know what I mean? That's like the, 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 the puzzle we got to crack, you know, but I, if I, if I, I don't know, I, sorry. Sorry. That was a question I'd ask like all of you guys, all of you and teams, like we added yeah. him. But did our team ever actually get better from it? No. No fucking no. way, man. No. But every guy no, got I mean, fucking listen, I, I know it's no. I know it's easy for me to say this, even though uh, I can't even remember the last time my team got out of the Champions League group stage. But, you know, you, Juventus, since adding Ronaldo, they've done worse and worse in Champions League year after year. I let, and I, I thought that was the primary reason why he was brought in. He wasn't brought in to win Scudetti. They were doing that before he got there. He was brought I, in to win Champions League. One of, I say one this, of my things, I say this, is, and I see the comment yeah. from Dan there on uh, the 30 goals again this year. That's great. That's fine. But I'm thinking about last season when he pulls a no-show in both matches against Porto, scores a fucking hat-trick against Gallery or whatever. I don't give a shit about that hat-trick. 
Yeah. Because nothing happened in the big fucking game. So all these goals that accumulate and all this, like, it's fine. But we just won nine straight fucking Scudetti without a Capo Cañonero. So I don't really, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about a Capo Cañonero. I need the team to grow and progress, right? And I just, I haven't seen it. And again, he is a luxury. Financially, we just we can't afford it. And it we have not gotten better. We have not been able to produce no, the other pieces that he needs in order to, to like just make the team better. We haven't been able to do it. And it's frustrating. It's shitty. That, that, it's shitty that, it, that it, is that, something that, that like one of the goats playing for your team has this bitter fucking aftertaste from it because what you weren't able to accomplish with it, right? That is something though. I think Allegri is going to do better. I think he's going to rotate a lot better than Pirlo. And like Pirlo played, I think he's like something like he had like 30 different formations that weren't exactly the same, which is fucking nuts for chemistry. But I think Allegri is going to be a little bit better with, with that. Like I think that Ronaldo's obviously a crazy competitor and he wants to play every single game and every single fucking minute, but he's 30 fucking he's almost 40 he's 37 38 he's an old man he's gotta you have to rest him and you have to be okay with benching him against shitty teams with, i think allegra's a bit better with that to defend pirlo a little bit he didn't have any he didn't have any options Morata was oh, he hurt didn't. or he was suspended or fucking dibala hold was on, out for large chunks i want i want to i want to try to get cliff in here because uh yeah, yeah, he's the he's the lone ranger in the back. I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. Um, I, I've learned this from the great Alex Donald when to come in. So, go ahead, Cliff Bar. Okay. Um. So sorry, I know you guys are making really great points. I think everybody brings up a great point. Um. And thank you, Jerry. I thought you'd be sticking up for me, so I appreciate that. Um. So personally, I think that when <laughs> I personally. I think when Juventus brought in Ronaldo, I think it was one or two seasons, one or two seasons too late. They should have brought in, if they were to bring him in, they should have brought him in 14, 15, or 15, 16. Because those are the seasons where they made the final. They lost, if I'm not mistaken, Barcelona, they lost. And then Real Madrid, they lost. Those are the teams that were built to support a Ronaldo because they had the midfield in place. They had the defense in place. They had um, Buffon, who was still atop of his form um, back then. So... That that's a, I mean that's a completely conversation, but um, Luti makes a great point that Ronaldo at this point in his career, I think after the first season of Juventus, he should have been put as a striker. He's now not a striker at this point. He can't beat people one on one like he used to. He tries to do little moves and he's like, oh shit, I can't get by. Him. He just passes the ball back. So he has to understand that his role now is being a target man up top. Um, you know, they said you guys said one touch in finishing or finishing it with his head. You know, those are the ways that he should be scoring. And personally, I think the way that he sets up his team, I think you're setting up with two CDMs. You can go McKinney, Locatelli, if you get him. Because you have a good defensive base. Because remember, when McKinney was at Schalke, they played him at center back at times. He was acted defensively. Um, and I think with the um, when you play a 4-2-3-1, I think you're going to have to find a way to fit Kulusevsky in there. I think Kulusevsky goes on the left, um, and he floats out a little bit wide. And you have obviously Chiesa on the right. Dybala's going to Right behind Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's gonna be up top, and I think that's the best way you can utilize this um, this roster right now. I I wanna I wanna piggy bank off of Lucci, and I'm gonna give him props here, okay? Because he called me out on Twitter last year, and I always used to to blame Pirlo, but I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him props here because I'm that kind of guy who has humility and and shows when to like give people the respect that they deserve when they're right, and he said it perfect. It's not Pirlo who's fucking playing the game. At the end of the day, Alberto said good points too. 
Pirlo did good in his first season. Um, inexperienced manager who just got a freaking degree right during the season, like all these things. But Lucci's right. At the end of the day, you need 11 players to play the game. It's all on the players to to, to deliver. Like, what's Allegri going to do? Is he going to go on the pitch? The managers do have a certain degree. And I think the most important thing of a manager is basically – how does he how does he keep the emotions in check? How does he keep Ronaldo motivated to make sure he plays his role? How does he get all 11 to agree together on the same idea of a formation of a 4231 or whatever it may be, okay? That's where his job is. And I think that is what they were missing last year. Someone who would take the ball and say, "Hey, this is how we're going to do it." Now, I do agree with Lucci saying that all 11 it's all players, but it's also a part of the manager making sure that if he's coming in, he has to get these guys on the same page and, and need to know. I think what I'm trying to say here is that it can't be a Ronaldo team. As much as he scores the 30 goals, it, you can't think that Ronaldo this, Ronaldo that. And, and the, the players want to know that it's not all about Ronaldo. You, you're telling me Chiesa, that doesn't bother Chiesa when he sees that Ronaldo can call the shots and he can walk around and do whatever the fuck he wants. Trust, that that shit impacts you, man. It ripple effects on players. And I'm going to leave it to Alex now. He can segue, but, like, and you guys can all piggy bank. I think that Lucci's right. At the end of the day, this season coming up, everyone has to be on board. And I think I'll I'll end up with the Ronaldo thing is that he needs to either accept that he's going to be benched and rotated and if he doesn't, it can cause a lot of play, a lot of problems for Juve moving forward. Like no, that. I, I want to... Sorry, Jerry. Go I, ahead. I Go ahead, Donald. All you, man. No, all you. Don't worry. We're, we're well, here no, for and you. Listen, I, I actually want to use from from this Ronaldo topic. I want to use something that Alberto brought up, and a couple of you guys wax poetic about to kind of segue, and that is to how you think the next couple of weeks of the transfer window are going to shape up. Because, of course, a huge topic uh, that has been a big topic for, you know, going back to during the Euros has been the potential arrival of Locatelli. And I I know you guys follow this saga a lot more closely than I do. Uh, I've just been kind of waiting to see is it done or not, and it hasn't gotten done. So, Alberto, I'll start with you. What's the holdup here, and do you think this is going to get over the finish line? Nah, maybe, just maybe, the financial situation is uh, worse than what we're being led to believe by uh, some of the top journalists out there because many of the reports were saying that none of the outsider deals, like the potential Demerol sale, uh, the money coming in from Romero, like none of that should have mattered for this Locatelli deal apparently is what we were fed all through leading up to the Euros and everything like that. The Euros, Locatelli had a wish. He said, I don't want to deal with this throughout the Euros. I want to focus on the Azzurri. Fantastic. You guys, whatever. We got lots of time, lots of time before camp hits up. Now, though, Juve's throwing out the loans, and I get it. It's like they can threaten. Like Sassuolo can threaten with interest from Arsenal, whatever. They can play whatever game they want. Ultimately, Juve's got terms agreed with Locatelli, right. and they have the players' will. That's he all that not want to go to Arsenal. I, I understand them not want wanting to, to rush into a deal they don't like. But at the same time, 
This guy should not have hit Sassuolo's medical or training ground. This is actually ridiculous if this was their one main target. And if the financials aren't actually that bad, I don't really know why they couldn't figure this one out. They had months, months, you know, like when there was talks back in the winter, Mercado, for Christ's sake. And now you're getting into this point and it's still not done. This is bizarre. Like it's actually, actually strange. Will it get done? I was always at 100%. Like they're going to wrap this up. They're going to wrap this up. Now I'm preparing myself for Miralem friggin' Pjanic. Like I don't <laughs> I want, like I, I, I want to bounce on I that. I hope they get done, but I cannot, like, my confidence is dwindling by the hour here. Alberta, and I want they're, to bounce setting on up that. Meetings, they're setting up phone calls. How many damn times do you need to meet with us just to get it done? Get it done. I heard Kerubini is uh, meeting with Sassuolo again tomorrow morning. I saw that. Right, so just two saying. seconds. Hold on. Two seconds. I want, to, I want to quote Lucci last Monday when we went up, and he, he said a perfect line about Locatelli. Until it happens, I'll fucking believe it. And that's where you have to go now. Until it happens, then you believe it because it's all bullshit. I think Inter, as bad as Inter's financial state is, I think Juventus is up there too maybe. And we're just not seeing it because Juve is really good at keeping things closed door. And you just don't know what's going on. And, and they're also a lot better at working the that's Italian media. They're, they're, they're much better... Working the Sorry, like, I, think, like, I think Marotta is pretty good at it, but the Chinese owners are not. They don't know anyone in the Italian press, so they can't put out the fucking fires. This thing is like Agnelli, he knows how to put out the fires, talk to his guys in the newspapers, trade stories, kiss whoever's ass you need to kiss to make sure they don't slander you. You think freaking Stephen Zhang knows how to how to silence Gazetta and Corriere? That guy is in his ivory tower in Beijing. He does not give a shit. Yeah. I just yeah. want to bounce on that. Sorry, man. And, and you pay Ramsey a fortune. Well, they're in, the Juventus is in the same boat as Lazio, okay, in, in a certain way. We can't buy anybody because we give out these ludicrous fucking contracts to these goddamn players, and we're sitting on freaking players that we bought for the last three seasons, and we got dead weight in the goddamn room, ex-abundance players, and you can't sell them. Juventus is in the same boat. They got all this yeah. trash in the fucking locker room and they can't sell it, and they're sitting on money, and they can't bring in more They can't bring in more debt because they got to get rid of the debt before they bring in more. Like, But Jerry, you have Muriki. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give that guy the benefit of the doubt because Felipe Caicedo was terrible in his first season and look how he did the next three seasons. Team yeah. players need time to adapt to the league, but it's a whole different fucking conversation. But anyways. Juve was, was playing with fire for something that they never saw coming, which was COVID, because they were always running at a deficit. Thank you. Always Thank running you. at a deficit. Yep. Year in, year out. And they were always banking. Every team. Every that. team runs at a deficit. All the Napoli and Lazio were not running at a deficit. So, they're, so they're, they're actually, relatively they're speaking, they're, they're benefiting they're the from this now because they were operating with zero debt. And the other thing is not to the point of Juve where it's season after season after season. They would do just enough to get themselves like just above. But as soon as the pandemic hit and then you factor in the shit contracts, yeah, all those shit contracts and extensions, it's crazy. Like going into this offseason, people don't, I don't think, understand like, how tight it is, and this Locatelli thing might shine down, but a hundred million euro in capital is what they require. 
we just bought out like four or five contracts last like dating back to these players like Mandzukic, Kadira, Iguain, like we Matuidi, we saw nothing out of these things. Yeah. Bought them all. Yeah, a lot up. of those fucking players. A lot of those players were because of fucking Inter's fucking sporting director, right? Like, like let's be honest, Beth Regar- fucked us a lot with those contracts. Regardless, a lot of those contracts are because home. of them too. And we've got to clean yeah. that up. And the thing is, we've got zero incoming so far. And then this is what frustrates me about a Demerol sale because it's not even an actual sale. It's a fucking loan with another option. And it's like, if if you're gonna sell a guy, get get an actual sale out of it. Like finalize a deal we have been awful at selling the best time we were the best thing we've done as far as sales go was that one spurt of like young guys that we just accumulated this massive amount of money for i can't even remember what two seasons ago and again that was just to write the books literally to write the books but then what did we have to do we ended up getting rid of spinazzola for pellegrini who all we just loan out moise kane all these guys left why to write the books, yeah. but a team of Juve's resources needs to do better and manage that much, but much better. Is it is it Pellegrini so Juve technically? Oh What's yeah, that? he's with yeah. the team. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's with the team. yeah. Oh yeah, but will he ever pan out to be something decent? That's I, to I be think seen. he can. Speak with speed, guys. Spina, Spina at twenty two years old wasn't anything to write about either, guys. Let's be. Let's I, I think when Spina was young, he wasn't great played. either. When Spina came in and played, he outshined mm-hmm. Sandro. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Everybody saw it. And everybody and at that time, you could have sold Sandro for 50 million euros. It's Chelsea now, we're, gonna do, we're gonna see Sandro till he's in a walker, like hobbling around Cotinasa yep. because we're stuck with him, because that's what we do with players. We're gonna have yeah, to buy also, also, guys, uh, uh, guys, uh, was also twenty five. Well, uh, uh, yeah. He was a little older. That's a good point, Alberto, go because hold on, just to piggyback on what Alberto's saying, it's a really good point because everyone's like, What why didn't Joaquin Correa go to PSG? It's exactly what you said. Latito said, Fuck you, we don't want Sanabria. We want 35 million, we want 40 million because we need to inject cash into the business. We need to buy players, but in order to buy players, it ain't gonna happen through a swap. We need cash. And that's what Juventus has to do. They need to have something to sell and bring money. Like, as bad as, as Lotito is, and I know how, how he is, there's there's the bad side of him. The good side is he understands the business. And he's not willing to take on more debt and put his club in a, in, in a deficit. So, and that's where I kind of respect and compare to like Juve Enter, where he knows he doesn't have the cash flow to support it in the long term. Maybe Juventus has something different. I don't know, but it, it's catching up to the bigger clubs. And that, and I respect even Napoli, who don't go out of their boundary and knows that, okay, we need to make a sale first. And that's why they didn't buy anybody yet. you got to sell before you can bring in. And I think the biggest mistake is that I think if Locatelli might might change his decision in the long term and say, hey, you know what? Why am I going to sit around and wait and wait and wait? If this team can't do it, I'm going to go somewhere who's ambitious. All of a sudden, Man City's in the back who's got $100 million and says, you know what? We're going to come in for the swoop. We're going to go to fucking Sassuolo and say, we're going to give you $100 million, And don't worry, we'll pull a fucking a Lukaku like Chelsea and we'll give him $15 million a season. Who's to say that Lukatelli doesn't change his mind? He'll go to the EPL yeah. to play one of the best teams. You got, That's yeah. why Lachu's got five deals signed up. We got Felipe Anderson not even registered because we need to make sales. This is bad, man, like for Serie A, but like, 
I, I'm with Alberto, man. Like, can, I, so can I add a point? Can I add a point to the whole Ronaldo ahead. thing? The thing that's ahead, scary right. for me is that Ronaldo's contract, he's, he's most probably not going to resign. And his contract's going to be off the books next year. And all the reports, whether it's 30 million, 35 million, 40 million, whatever, it's all for obligation to buy next year. So that's what I don't understand. It's like, if why is it, if it's going to be next year, next year, we're going to have Ronaldo's giant salary off the books. Why aren't you still pulling the trigger on Locatelli? So, like, this, there's three things, right? So, pessimistic side is like fucking wages are we're really there's a lot of fucking issues and they're really scared and even having ronaldo off the books actually won't really fix uh our wages and it won't fix our debt uh the second is maybe we are just like penny pinching and we really are trying to muscle them and we're really we're being a little arrogant thinking that because lucatelli really wants juve we're going to take advantage of it or the third option is maybe next year when ronaldo comes off the books maybe i know that before covid um, Agnelli was saying how they always want to have a galactical uh, jersey. They always want to have a galactical signing. They always want to have a galactical player. So I, so maybe they still have that. Like now, this is pre-COVID. So and Agnelli said that once you once uh, Ronaldo moves on, we're gonna find someone of his um, his fame and his 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 talent and, and a player equally as big as him. You know. So maybe in their budget, they're expecting to use his money on another giant signing. Who knows? But that's what's that's what's scary for me is that if if Ronaldo's he's for sure gonna move on and we're for sure gonna let him walk and we're gonna part ways and his wages are gonna be off the books. Why are we still so afraid to sign Lucatelli, who will be he he is gonna be an important player and he will drastically improve our midfield, right? And he's young. So that's that's why I'm afraid. Like that's I don't know. Well and I wanna continue going around the room on Lucatelli because Alberto and now Dom have had a chance to, to say their piece. Lucci, let me bring you in. Uh, how, how optimistic are you, if at all, at this point, that Locatelli gets over the finish line? Uh, you know, and me and Al speak, you know, quite often. So he'll tell you for sure that I've been deemed the, one of the negative ones um, when it comes to Juve and, and signing players. Um, you know, uh, but I was a lot more optimistic towards the beginning. Now, Now it's just like, you know, you don't want to believe all the rumors coming out. You know, I see tweets every day. They're meeting today. They have a phone call today. Tomorrow, they're going to meet in the morning. This, that. Like, I don't care anymore. Just get it done. Or don't, like, at this point, you got to get it done or you don't. Enough with these phone calls. Enough with these meetings. But I don't under, I don't understand how big the gap could possibly be that you have to have 19 phone calls and 20 in-person meetings. Like, it's ridiculous at this point. It just it makes no sense to me that you 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 know where you they want and you you know what you're willing to give and what you can give. So at this point, it's either you offer them pretty much close to what they're asking, or it's it's not going to work. And then we're screwed because then we're going to end up with Mirlin Pjanic at 33 years old, who's not even a real regista, and and our midfield's not going to be any better. And then you know we're going to lose our shit on that too. So. I don't know. Some I don't of those know anymore. Are probably, uh, it's probably like, hey, uh, can I interest you in uh, Rugani? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, have you guys heard of uh, Deshilio? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we can't count them all. What do you it's, think? Uh, it's frustrating. I don't even care anymore, man. You know, I'm like, <sighs> I'm in the same boat as everyone else. It's like it either happens or it doesn't, you know. Like this, this should have been done months ago. Absolutely should have been done months ago. I feel like it should have even been done before the Euros. Like, because let's be honest here. We've, we've been, 
there have been talks and rumors of Locatelli joining Juve for what since like January maybe. So like this should have like if they were going to get it done, I feel like we could have had it done a while ago. So you know what? Whatever. Just like if this is the if this is the final squad, like what what if the squad doesn't change at all? Fuck. We're just gonna let's just run with it. Let's just see what happens. Uh, I'm over it. That might be the line of the day so far. Cliff, I'll give I'll give you the last word on Locatelli. So um, I'm nervous about it happening, but I think at the end of the day, you have to get it done because they know if they don't sign him, they're fucked in the field. Excuse my language, but they're they're absolutely screwed. Because um, the thing is, you can't be starting Rabio. You can't be starting Rabio consistently. He he looks like he just walked out of the club in Paris half the time. He's like looks like he's drunk running on the field. Um, so yeah, you, they really need to get this done. So I think at the end of the day, they find a way to make it happen. Or Rabio um, gets so disrespected. Right? No, don't get me wrong. I think he could be a valuable player off the bench, but he's not starting quality, in my opinion. I, don't I, think see, he's starting I see. If he has the right partner or duo with him, I think he can be a very good player. You just got to find the right. It's yeah, okay. Rabio is a, is a world class complimentary midfielder. I might order a Rabio jersey. I think I will take that. I promise you, Rabio is a great complimentary midfielder. Look yes. at Frank. Yes, he's great. He need he can't be the one to control the midfield and make the midfield look stunning. But if you if you right. put him again into a midfield that can allow him to succeed, he's going to be fantastic. Well said. Well true. Said. No, no, no midfielder can run a midfield by himself. Like when Alberto is out of the lineup, Sergey Milinkovic Savage is not as effective. When Savage is out of the lineup, Alberto is not as effective. Like the two complement each other in a midfield. You need at least two good midfielders to be quite effective for any mm-hmm. team. I, I don't care anybody. The amount of space that you got to cover, like, it's different. As a striker, you're just up front. You just carry that, that perimeter. As a midfielder, you cover end-to-end, box-to-box. Yeah. Box. Like There's a lot to do as a midfielder. I, I'm with you. I When I see Rabiot at his best, is He's that he, he, he? Yes, absolutely. Like against Lazio, he played yeah. really good. Yeah. But that's because they played as a unit. That was a game where Ronaldo didn't play. They had 11 guys playing, and the midfield complement each other. And I think Bentoncourt, I'm gonna, I want to, I want to talk about Bentoncourt actually. I think that's a guy who we haven't talked a lot of, and he had, he was terrible this season, absolutely. But let's remember, he was great the year before and the year prior to that. We know what Bentoncourt can be at at his best. And I think that's a guy who who really can help Juventus this season. What do you think? You think Bentoncourt regains that form under Allegri, and that can be something that can help them a lot. That that could be a signing itself for Juventus. I see him. I see him more as a bench player than Rabio. I, I don't know. Rabio just hasn't impressed me in terms of what he's done. Juventus. If he was able to, you know, recapture what he had at PSG, I think he'd be a quality player, and I say stardom but i just have look who he's playing with at psg right look at that midfield that complimented him right you're definitely definitely right but if you're playing in a two-man midfield um you know with locatelli i don't think he's getting i think you'd need to play him in a three-man midfield for him to be successful because he's a really bad defensive liability there were times when he was trying to put in a challenge and i think if you're playing two center mids you're playing a four two three one 
you must be off playing Locatelli and McKinney because you know you're going to have those guys dropping back and you know they're going to be competent enough defensively to cover for any um, you know, counterattacking football. Especially the way Allegri likes to play pragmatic football. If you're going to have the guys dropping back, you're much rather have McKinney and Locatelli opposed to Rabio, who looks like, quite frankly, when he looks lost, he's trying to go back and defend. And he costs us some really bad uh, yellow cards at times. Yeah. Can't be as bad as Arthur's goal that cost us, but that's another story. What yeah. about you, Don? What do you think? I haven't heard from you. You're on mute, man. Fucking, you know how to operate a computer? God damn it. I like Ben Decor a lot. Uh, oh, I used to like him a lot. Like, I liked him a lot when he first came. And again, I think Ben Decor is still very young. Um, what I want is I want Allegri to get this fucking team winning. Because it's easier to sell teams, it's easier to sell players when the team's winning. Uh, that's something we have to realize, you know. And I think that if Allegri can get them rolling, then we can shed some of these contracts, you know. Like I love Ramsey. I, I think he's great if he can just stay healthy. The problem with Ramsey is he's, he plays well, he gets hurt, has to come back into form, and it's that vicious cycle. And his fucking contract is until twenty twenty three. You know what I mean? That's not he's not when he's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Same for Bentecourt. I think Bentecourt's young, and I think if Bentecourt doesn't take the next step next year, which I don't know, because again, like Bentecourt has flashes of greatness, and then he has flashes that he's struggling. You know, I want to see all these players with a coach who has experience and who is a good manager. So you have good tacticians and you have good managers, right? And I think Allegri is a lot better than Sari and Pirlo at dealing with um, the mental aspect of games of the game, right? I think he's better at uh, giving, bringing in confidence into Bernadeschi and giving confidence to these guys like Bentecourt after they make a mistake. You know, it's like it's uncharacteristic that we made so many unforced errors last year. It's fucking insane how many goals we let in because we fucking passed it away or we didn't cover our man, like just stupidities, you know? And I'm okay with losing to teams that are inferior because they play better or losing to teams that have a better roster, but I'm not okay with us like fucking tying a game last second because we just like mentally checked out. So I can't, I don't know. I hope that I, I always love Ben I before, but I, I, I want him to take the next step. But all I want is I want the team to win. I want the team to play well enough so we can get rid of some of these contracts because I do think we have to do a little turnover. I do. And I think we're trending in the right direction, but uh, yeah. Go ahead, Pineapple Pizza. You think Benton Core? <laughs> does, he do, does he have a better uh, season or does, does he need some of your pineapple? Oh, he could use it. He could definitely use a pineapple pizza, man. After the last season that he had. <laughs> yeah, as a punishment. Um, that, was a, that was a horror show yeah. um, for Benton Core. But I, Dan... Um, kept mentioning total facts. Like, first of all, Bendencourt was asked to play a role that he was not used to playing, uh, which is like the, you know, the CDM in front of the defense. So, you know, set up to fail um, and was constantly asked to play that by Pirlo. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not really worried about us selling Bentoncourt yet because I believe we have to give 30% of his, you know, of the, of his transfer value to Boca juniors. So we're going to try and avoid that deal from happening just yet. Um, I think that this will be an up year for Bentoncourt. I think Allegri will, will be able to get more out of him than obviously Pirlo uh, did. And, 
can use him tactically a lot better. I like him. I think that he's a I think he's a really good midfielder on on his day. He just had a shit season and there was a lot asked of him. Um and let's be honest, none of those midfielders really were great. Artur didn't impress me at all. I I absolutely not. Um McKenny had his moments, but then you know he was just kind of running the mill. Um so yeah, there's that we've talked to everybody here has talked about it on Twitter before. I and we all know the problems with the midfield. So you can't honestly just blame one player and all that stuff. I, I'm just hoping that he he uh has his playing boots on for this coming season. So um I, I want to get to one last uh, very important topic on the round table before we wrap it up. And when we wrap it up, I'll give everybody a chance to promote your work, your oh, no, social hold on, media. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I actually got a question, actually. I, I, I sorry, this is the Juve, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you talking about? I saw a guy say, Do you guys see Roma as a threat this season? This is a you. I wanted to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Well, hold on. No, Gary, hold on. No, seriously, I, I want to ask a question about Juve. And it's about um it's about their backline. And you guys uh, talked about Chiellini and Bonucci and how they were warriors during the freaking Euros. And they were. But do you think that maybe their game just elevated maybe a, a step higher because of the competition, wanting to win that Euro before time ran out? That was their last chance, like that extra motivation. Because when you play Euros, it's a different type of football compared to when you're playing Serie A. You're on a stacked team with stacked 11 players playing with a much better team compared to what Juve had last year, last season. And they've played a lot of football too. And you said that too, Alberto. Like, no one had, you guys have mentioned that there's no breaks, there's no this, there's no that. Does Kalini now has been overused in this season, struggles to stay fit and play as regularly? I know that you, you, you're, you're playing every week, but they still haven't had that full break. They didn't have the offseason. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think about how they approach with their back line because I think that Bonucci was just, he was good. But also, I thought this was a fluky Euros from him because I think he is overperformed compared to what he can do, in my opinion. And he's very Kalini dependent. And if Kalini's hurt this season at any time, Bonucci's a sack of shit. Let's be honest. It's a <laughs> fucking pure merda de guts. All right? So <laughs> so let's just get this straight out of the, out of the woods. And 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 their only depth is what? Delit? And, and and off the record, just a side topic. People got to stop shut bringing the fuck up. up. Don't <laughs> act like Delit as a is like anything but a phenomenal, amazing player. Don't even fucking try that in this room right now. Because yeah. Juve might have been garbage. Juve might have been garbage, but Delit has been a fucking monster. Well, I wasn't so he's the only my, person. I wasn't who done my sentence yet. Yeah, <laughs> how you word it? Don't word it. You jumped, like, who, you jumped the death? gun. Delit. That's no, I wasn't done yet, and, and I know I know Lucy knows where I'm going with this. I do. Yo, I know you know <laughs> where I'm at. You do know. And I was about to say, you sack of Montreal shit, is that, is that this. People got to stop harping him on his handballs. That's what I was going to say. 
So before you act and get I take it back. I take it back. I apologize, Jerry. Thank you for having me on the show, you sweet, beautiful man. <laughs> that might be the first apology in the history of this show. Like, I take it back. This is why I like this pod because we're all honest, yeah. honest and open, and I don't take anything offensive. But yeah. um, but no, I, I want to defend the lip because these handballs and the guy takes is massive abusive bullshit because a handball is natural. But you can't control your body when you're like in motion and just reaction. I, I sure what happened to him in the Euros happened. He, fuck you, Dan Kilda. Kida, Kida, fucking sound like a freaking Dragon Ball Z character. Anyways, oh, uh, but uh, uh. for I just think that the delit abuse is just a little too much. The guy's what twenty one years old. The guy's a winner, man. Already at twenty one, he's won so many uh, trophies. He's he's. U.S. best defender. I, I, doesn't matter what it is. Best defender. He keeps on fucking putting that goddamn message. I refuse to say it. Um, those are my two things I wanted to talk to you guys about because I think that Kalini is really dependent this season, and so is Delit. And I think Delit just just takes a little bit too much uh, too much heat for me. And he's he's the future. Either he or or Kiesa are the future of of. Juventus, basically. Jerry, calm your tits, please. Okay. Yeah. Jerry, but, can I take that first? Yeah, go ahead, Cliff. Uh, Cliff Barr from uh, from Connecticut. <laughs> so, so personally, I think um, I think you're right. Benucci is always completely independent. Um, he's always any later in his career, he's a really, really good passer um, of the ball at the back. Um, like nobody in the world can pick out a pass like him um, as a center back. Um, but I think most of the season we're going to be seeing Keeling and Delit as the pairing. Um, I think we'll still see Benucci and Keeling like maybe Coppa Italia and some match here and there. But I think when it comes down to UCL matches, you're going to see Delit and Keeling because that is the best two that you guys can start. Short and simple. Yeah, I would agree. And, and Jerry, you do like you're you're right. That is a concern. The age and you know the injuries they had last year. Um, and yeah, they had a great tournament. But I also think that the fact that we tried out Danilo in that center back position, you know, he's got a bit of versatility. He can slide in there. Um, you know, they're really high on on Dragusin, who's like 19 or 20 years old. You know, it was between him or Demiral. One of them was going to move because you can't give them both playing time with those other three guys already there. So I'm sure Dragusin will get some minutes, you know, see what he can do. Um, but yeah, you know, that com injury comes with, with the sport. It comes with the age. It happens. You know, Alex, I'm sure knows, uh, you know, call her off, plays one game and then he'll miss the rest of this season. Like who, like, you know, it just happens, but yeah, it, it's a concern, but it's a concern for every team, for every player, you know? So I, no, I it is, it is, but I, I feel like in, in Juventus is, situation they've been always so dependent on them and and, and i think i i look at alberto and and i think he probably agrees in in a certain way because he's really really looks worried and 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 and, and I, don't, I don't mean to scare you in any way man i'm almost I, uh, done my beer so i'm getting worried because i'm like uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just no man I'm, like you're right though jerry's on to something because it's a feeling that a lot of juventini have which is how long are we going to rely on that before we do actually commit to the future? And the Demerol thing is, I think, regardless of how we rate him or whatnot, it's kind of the sign of, are we looking at recency bias with this European championship and sticking to our guns with Chiellini and Benucci? Because honestly, Chiellini, if I could 
fucking rip my left calf off and give it to him, I would, because it seems like his fucking left calf, every game is like, I'm done for, you know, 20 days or whatever. The guy can't stay fit. And how that affects it is that Benucci does not play the same unless Chiellini is right there. He just doesn't. And and the two of them, even with a guy who's a stud like Delic, that partnership has holes and gaps, and you see it. And this is why, like, the Demerol thing's kind of a shame because he wants starting minutes, and I agree, and he should have starting minutes. Do I agree he falls in line to get them at Juventus? No, because those other three are ahead of him. However, you can't rely on one of those three, which is Chiellini. We can't do it. So, Dragusin, what kind of games is he going to get? I see him as playing some Copa Italia games, sure. Maybe some bottom feeders in Serie A, okay. But to rely upon if Chiellini goes out getting a good rotation, do we ride out Delict and Benucci? Okay, sure, you can do it. But that partnership isn't as strong as the Benucci-Chiellini thing. And at somewhere along the line, you have to fall in line. But again, you start looking at all the other holes all the other gaps, where do you really need to focus on? And center back, maybe just isn't it just yet. But I tell you what, if Rugani goes into the season as our fourth option, <sighs> scary, scary, because any minutes with that guy is like, I've never seen a, def- a central defender who's scared of when the ball gets near him. You're right. Like he, Kalini couldn't even stay fit for the Euros. Remember yeah. that. He started. He got hurt after the first match. Remember that man, like he, and we had Cherby who stepped up and and Bastoni, both did well. But you guys don't have that at Juventus, a, a, a Cherby or Bastoni, and, and you know what? You guys can rip on me about you about Lazio. I know Lazio doesn't have a good backline. Fucking, it's been shit for the last five, six years, even longer. But <laughs> but when you're comparing Juventus to Lazio, it shouldn't be like that for Juventus. There should be a plan B already in place. But back to Alberto said, you fucking signed this goddamn Ronaldo, and it's fucked him up seven ways out, right up their ass. And now they're so backwards because they ain't they're, 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 they don't have the money to even build for the future, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Joey Pineapples. What is your thought on this? All right. Well, the one thing that no one, I think, mentioned really is that the Euro is a sprint. Okay? That's a sprint competition. Yeah. It's not a season. So the fact that they just played that well, I don't want to call it a fluke. I really don't. Um, Everyone hit on the appropriate, you know, the appropriate script topics, you know, Bonucci's Chiellini dependent, all that stuff, even though, you know, we have the licked. Uh, Berto mentioned, um, you know, Lord Rugani being our, our fourth CB. Um, yeah, I, of course it's something to worry about, but you know, you, you got to take that in stride and, uh, would I have loved a replacement? Sure. Um, Delict and Demerol of the future. Yeah. I feel, I always thought Demerol was more of a liability than he was an asset. And I know I said that, um, before he he could be reckless in the box i love the way he's like uh, he reminds me of old style defenders like montero and stuff just players who did not give a shit um but yeah again he was injury prone Mm -hmm. and the fact that juve doesn't have 
quite the depth where I'd like it to be in the defense. You know, that's that's a, an issue that I, I wish that they had answered, but there's nothing that we can really do about it. We just have to see how the season plays out and how healthy these players can stay. That's Injury it. risk with him is another reason why that option to buy really fucking sucks. Yeah. So just like take find someone to take the cash. Find yeah. someone to, to just yeah. like throw money, you know? I, I'm in the mood to rip on people today. I don't know why. And just call oh, people here we out. Go. I'm gonna call out someone just in in, in honor of Ludi because he's he always a, me. Because it's always you. Because you start shit on Twitter all the time. No, you, you just got a face that Jerry wants. To and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out our good friend because we got a Juventus pod here. And I remember everyone said that Federico Chiesa is the problem at Fiorentina. Oh. Federico Chiesa <laughs> is the problem at Fiorentina. Fiorentina can't because Chiesa. Chiesa is not good enough. Goes to Juventus. What happens? No longer is he playing for a team that's so toxic shit. and not not shit. I wouldn't say Fiorentina's shit because there's a lot of good players on that roster. But the Very result, dis- is good. the well, it's dysfunctional because the team, yeah. the the office, that starts with no brains. You got a new owner that's just just as dumb as the last one. Um, just just there's just nothing right. Let's get Fucking six American. new ma- let guess. Uh, you get six new managers, but yet you still blame that Chiesa is the problem. He shouldn't be playing on the right. He should be a striker. He should be this. Chloe, you fucking imbecile. Okay? And I'm going all out because I have no shame anymore. I just, like, lost it. And, I, and, and I, I'm going to call out because Juventus fans always think I, I, I rip on them. But I don't rip on Chiesa. I think he's the best right winger in football. The guy proved it at the Euros at a young age. Stepped in, super sub to the best starter. Like goes to Juventus in one season, has his best year under Pirlo of all fucking managers. Let's remember that, guys. The guy who got shit on for so much because he was so inexperienced, but yet he was their savior in the Champions League. People say, "Oh, he only got seven goals last year." Ma, w- hold on. Who who is to say that? No, I'm not gonna say Zaniolo is better until I see what level he's at after because he just came off an injury. That's no disrespect to him. I know he's sure. a great player. I'm not disrespecting Zaniolo. Stay healthy, and, and, and he's got to stay healthy. I'm sorry. That's just the way I look at it right now. Kiza at the moment is proven to be the best, and Champions League, he saved them. Basically, gave him a chance actually to beat Porto. Um, the season they finished in fourth because of Chiesa, because of how good he played. Like, you know what, man? This guy gets shit on so much by these pundits who think they know everything and everything, but are too Daniel, busy to fucking half of their tweets are buy my fucking content. Mafangulo. Zaniolo is a winger, by the way. He's a can. He's not a winger. I don't think. I don't think you should compare Zaniolo to Chiesa because he yeah. plays a different position. In my opinion. He can't True. play winger. So he can play winger, but he has he's not as wing. good. He's he's more. He he Zaniolo, you're talking about, right? Zaniolo, Zaniolo yeah. is, a, is a, Yeah, he plays winger. No. He should be him. Yeah, yeah. He plays anywhere more attacking behind behind kind the shifts between yeah central okay. attacking mid and uh, winger. Yeah. 
I just wanted to say that, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, want to, uh, I, I got I to wrap it up uh, in a moment. I want to give everybody a chance to plug your work, plug your social media, everything you have going on. Uh, let me start with um, I'm always uh, extra nice to the first-time guests, especially the Juventini, because we've been blackballed by enough Juventini. Uh, hopefully we're making some new friends today. But uh, Alberto, who does great work on the All Juve cast, let people know where they can find you, sir. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Twitter handles at all UVcast. That's where the discussions always carry on. But YouTube channel going strong, all UVcast. Uh, finally hit 1K and we're rolling. Mr. Lucci, obviously a member of the uh, all UVcast team. And uh, yeah, that's where you get your daily news updates. And uh, we got live pods where you guys can jump on just like this. So yeah. And thanks again for uh, having me on, man. Appreciate it, boys. Had a lot of fun. Our pleasure, man. We'll definitely invite you back. And uh, and Lucci, since you're a part of that team, I'll let you piggyback off of that, sir. Where can they find you? Yeah, like just Al said, you know, follow uh, follow him, follow us on YouTube. You know, we got some great content coming out, whether it's a live or you know, Al does some great uh, some great comments on you know the UVA transfers and uh, you know training and things like that with Allegri. You know, usually short five ten minutes to, just to stay up to date. And uh, I should be having some articles coming out hopefully shortly, you know, on transfers in Syria and how it's going to, you know, look, how it's going to turn out this year. It should be, uh, you know, although Inter's losing some players and Milan's, you know, whatever, it should be, uh, should be interesting, hopefully anyway. Now, uh, how about uh, Joe Cappuccino, a.k.a. Joey Pineapples? Where can people find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore Cappuccino underscore and uh, thank you guys for, you know, inviting me on and giving me temporary employment. But I also am employed on uh, my own podcast, The Red Card Report, um, even though sometimes sometimes I make a cameo on my own pod. Um, and that is uh, at RCR underscore podcast. You can find uh, me, Rui, and our good friend, Eddie, just joined the team. So we're, uh, we got a lot of stuff in the works there. So thanks again for having me on. I love I love coming on with you guys. That's cool, man. And you know, and I, I know he's not a Juve. Pizza. Yeah, and, and and Jerry, I know, I know, uh, I know he's not a Juve guy, so I know why he's not on tonight. But we got to get Rui on for the Milan episode. I feel like we haven't had Rui on in a while. He's a that good son dude. of a bitch. Gross. There you yeah, go. That's why he doesn't want to come back. Employment now. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work at the espresso factory. <laughs> Cliff, <laughs> Cliff, what about you, sir? Cliff is the king of spaces. Every time this guy uh, has one of these spaces on Twitter, there's 10,000 people in there, man. Where can people find you? Well, so first of all, thank you guys. It was such a pleasure meeting everyone and talking to everyone. Thank you guys again for having me for a second time. Um, ever since you had me on the first time, I've been on, I've been on a few other podcasts. I'm on the latest episodes of the Patreon for, um, for David Amoyal's podcast, Couch Land. Um, so you guys can check me out on that if you're a patron for that. If you're not, you should uh, subscribe to that. Um, and then you find me on Twitter at Cliff Esmeral. And then, as you said, Alex, I do. I'm going to be starting to do a weekly, nightly um, spaces called After Hours with Cliff, featuring various guests, most notably Art Morelli. So, um, thank you guys once again. It's a blessing to be able to be on talk Juventus news and Juventus topics. Love it, man. Yeah, Cliff, Cliff does an awesome job, and and we're big fans of uh, of David Amoyel as well. He's a good dude. Uh, Dom, what about you, sir? Dom Perignon, where can people find you? So I don't really do anything other than, you know, talk on Twitter. <laughs> He's the unemployed <laughs> one here, not Joey. Yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, you can find me on uh, at Big Defaz, uh, B-I-G-D-E-F-A-Z. 
Uh, thank you for having me on, guys. You got a big crew of handsome men in this room, and um, I'm fucking super excited for the season. I think this year is going to be wild. There's you, you know, like, like you can't write better matchups, and you know, there's so much anxiety. No one knows what the fuck's going to happen. I think it's going to be amazing, good or bad. And uh, Finale Fina, I'm fucking excited for the ride, boys. Thank you for having me on. All right, guys. Huge thanks to everybody, and of course, Jerry kicking ass and taking names. Uh, this might be this might be the first time that Jerry and I have uh, have done two episodes in one day because we had the emergency, uh, my emergency freakout session on Lukaku, where I wanted Jerry to be my therapist. Instead, he just pushed me off the ledge completely. So that, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know, Jer Jerry. The next roundtable we do, who are, who are we doing next? Maybe Milan might be next. I think it's Milan. I'm trying to postpone Inter in Lazio. Yeah, because we don't know who the fuck plays on the team anymore. Let's let's yeah. Inter will be last because I have no clue who's going to be on the team. <laughs> I'm just seeing what. Did you see what? Because I tell you, Casano said about Lukaku that he's not no. impressed that he signed, and that he 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 he's mad that for wanting to quit Inter. For Chelsea, why go back to a club that didn't appreciate you? Is it just for money? But isn't this like this guy's a hypocrite? No. Who gives a shit what Cassano thinks? Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Fucking loser. Well, <laughs> you throw. <laughs> he 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 rejected two times Lukaku. What yeah. do you want the guy to do? Yeah, he didn't he, even want to leave. Like he he no. wanted to stay at Inter for less money, and the and the Chinese owners are like, no, no, we need 130 million. Bye. What do you want? I, I still don't know why they didn't sell. Like Cassano, like who's next on being a pundit? Fucking Balotelli. It's You remember a couple years ago when, when it was Cassano and Wandanata on the same Tiki Taka show? That was, dude, the most brain dead analysis you could ever find. Like it was, it, it was, it was, just, it was an electric factory of just bullshit, just trolling. <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. TV, you know what? We watched. Right? We watched. I watched so yeah. much. It's not even funny. That's you know? so. Is Lukaku, that show even still yeah, on? Taka? Like, I, I don't know. Ever since yeah, Wanda yeah. left, I don't think Wanda. Everybody is loves a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. Hold on. Oh man, is that true? Di Marzio, Lukaku requested to leave. Is that is that true? Probably, uh, probably did after they asked him like six uh, times. That's the thing. It, it, it's all in the semantics. Like, he he turned down several offers until they're like, no, we actually we want to sell you. It's like, all right, I'll go. I saw Sky some and Marzio are also listen. really. Sky and DeMarco are also really tight with Pepe, so you never know. Like, that's the problem with Italian newspapers. There's so much fucking like false yeah. information that's always yeah. being thrown in, you know. So you never yeah, know. Pepe's it could be damage control. Take it you're with right, a grain of salt. Right. Until each player says, until Lukaku says what happens, you're never gonna know, right? Yeah. Well, All right, guys. What, pisses, what, pisses, what pisses me off is that with Lukaku, like I saw a tweet today. I don't know if it was real or some banter that the the, the ownership wants. Lukaku to take the blame so it doesn't so they don't come like after them with pitchforks and stuff. They want to make it look like they were the good guys and the player was the bad guy. Of but that, that that seems yeah. banter for me. But still, I can see that. No, of course. So what's going to happen is um, every everybody is going to have their side of the story where it wasn't their fault, right? Where Marotta is going to explain why it's not his fault, and Inzaghi is going to explain why you know he it was. And, and I don't think it was Inzaghi's fault in any way. But he's of course going to be very blindsided and upset by it and. We'll, we'll probably never hear or see Stephen Chang ever again. He's never going to leave China. <laughs> like, he will yeah, never be allowed to step foot in Italy 
ever a fucking again. So that'll be the last we hear from that clown. If anybody it, needs I, a win back, if anybody needs a win back, go sign Marcos Alonso because after this deal, his fucking value just went down the freaking down the drain because Inter said we don't want this sack of shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, they they, they offered him like uh, it like they they called Inter. They said, hey, we'll give you 130 million plus Marcos Alonso. No, we'll just take the 130 million. <laughs> don't worry about it. You keep Marcos along. I, I do got to run, guys. I want to right. huge shout out to everybody: Dom, Cliff, Al, Lucci, Joey Pineapples, Jerry. Of course, make sure you follow us on all of our platforms at Calcio Connection and at Calcio Con Pod on Twitter and patreoncom slash Connection. We will talk to you guys next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.